You know Where's the Christmas music? We're not doing Christmas music. We're Christmas music. Christmas music. I'm not doing Christmas music. Jingle bells, that kind of a thing. Nope, like here you go. Do your thing. Welcome to Doctrine and Devotion. It's a podcast that explores Christian faith and practice from a Reformed Baptist perspective without any Christmas cheer. My name is Joe Thorne, and I am the lead pastor of Redeemer Fellowship in St. Charles, Illinois. And I'm Jimmy Fowler, executive pastor at Redeemer Fellowship. You ain't got no Christmas cheer. No. Otherwise, you would have put in a drop for some nope, Christmas music. Not doing it. Sleigh bells ring. Mm-hmm. Are you listening? Or how about that song by by Saya Snowman? Um, I could put in Mary, that, Did You Know? That No. Snowman's a good song. I heard Snowman on TikTok. Okay. And I was like, dang, that's a really good song. So I went and I played it. And um, I think you pronounce your name Saya, right? You know who that I, is? I, She's I, been I, on The Voice and all no, that. No, no, I know who famous. you're talking about. Yeah, I don't S-I-A. know how to pronounce it. Yeah, yeah, I know who you're talking about. So if I'm pronouncing it wrong, forgive me, everybody, because I'm not, you know, I listen to metal. But anyways, uh, that song, Snowman, super fun. And uh, yeah, really liked it. But it came like four years ago. I didn't even know that. Learn oh, something new. Learn something new. So, um, it is Christmas Eve when this drops. Yep. Uh, we're going to have a Christmas Eve service at yes. our church. A lot I'm, of churches I'm excited do that. for it. I'm going. It's a good time. Really excited for that. We're actually, Ooh, I haven't, re- I haven't uh, registered yet. I, oh, yeah. I got. I better register. Yeah, because yeah, I'm limited seating and COVID. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. So, um, so it's always fun. And, and you know, over the, over the last number of years, Jimmy and I, when it comes to the Christmas season, or at least the Advent, mm-hmm. um, we split up the preaching. Jimmy and I you know, each take one of the four preceding uh, Christmas and then Pat will preach the last sermon of the year and then we'll kick off a new series. So we'll each take one of the four? Who gets the other two? We'll Dummy. Take, we each take two, Dummy. two of the four. So Don't, dumb. D- you're, you, first of all, uh, so why don't dumb. you be nice? It's Christmas time. Oh, my bad. Uh, yeah. My bad. Exactly. My bad. bad. I'm sorry. Yes. I'm sorry. In Greek, kakas. Okay. I'm sorry. Paneras. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. So, uh, Jimmy and I were talking about this and we thought it would be a good idea before we, before we get into the, the stuff we want to talk to you about, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we're going to share something with you mm. that you might not know mm-hmm. unless you're a pastor or so, like really involved. You know, in I'm going to ask history. you this, Joe. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. What is the worst sermon series in any given year? Christmas. Christmas. Advent. It's like that. It, it is by and large, pastors do not look forward now, I'm sure there are exceptions. Yeah, I'm sure there are. I don't know any of those guys. Mm-hmm. Neither do I. We all love preaching. Mm-hmm. We love teaching. And love proclaiming the word of God. But the hardest sermon series to preach is Christmas time. Yeah. Why is that? Well, in part, it's because it's, it's difficult to not hit the same exact mm-hmm. notes every year. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, uh, you know, the incarnation, the birth of Christ, and... While it doesn't bore me personally, um, I am always sort of nervous about like, am, am I going to be retreading something again yeah. that people are going to tune out because they think that they already know it? So it makes me a little apprehensive, yeah. I guess. Now, one of the things I find exciting, but then also um, difficult is typically around Advent, mm-hmm. you see an influx of visitors. Yes. People that have not been coming or have never been. Right. right? And so, you know, they come with their family or they come on their own because mm-hmm. that's just what they've done growing up. Right. Um, and so you have the opportunity to present the gospel. Yes. Continually. These, these you know, four weeks leading up to, to Christmas. Um, at the same time, you still have your people. Right. That's the rub. That's the it's rub. Like, it's exciting. Like, oh, wow. We have visitors that maybe don't normally come to church or maybe aren't even Christians. This is great. Share the gospel. But then... 
there is this hesitancy. A, a lot of preachers, a lot of pastors struggle with the Christmas season, the Advent season of preaching because they don't want to rehash old sermons. Mm -hmm. They feel like they are just sort of repeating the same doctrines. And there are ways to overcome that so that it's not rote or boring. I mean, obviously you can you can you can go through the narratives, you can do the theological themes, uh, you can cover things like the hypostatic union, yep. all kinds of stuff that you can do. You can cover yeah. Yeah, hymns, yeah. you can do like Christmas songs yeah. and like drag the theology out of that. So uh so listen, just so you but know. But you're always gonna hit Luke. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you're gonna you're definite Luke is is probably the favored one. Um, Glad tidings of great joy. So here's the thing. Just Pray for your pastors that, uh, by the way, this is why a lot of pastors uh, will step away for Advent and they'll have other preachers preach. Really? Oh, okay. That happens a lot. Is that why I do too? Yeah, well, because I'm phasing myself out. Next year, I'll do one of That's not four, funny. And then you, the next year after that. We're not doing it's that. It's just, yeah. Not doing yeah, that. There was happen. one year I did three. Yeah, I don't remember that one. Neither does anybody else. What? <laughs> That's good. You want them to remember like, oh, yeah, I remember that time Jimmy preached three times in a row. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was a year you came down with the flu. Mm. So Saturday, Saturday, you know what? Now remember everything. The Maxwells were in town. Oh, really? So I felt bad for them because yeah. they were really excited to hear you preach. Of course they were. Of course. Yeah. And so by the way, staying at our house. Joke. Go ahead. All right. Yeah. They're staying at our house. And uh, I'm like, we're getting set and we're heading over to. Just in Naperville, there's yeah. that light, uh, Arboreum, whatever. There's a light show, right? Mm -hmm. And so we're going to take, we're going to go walk and go look at the lights. And I'm like, yeah, I got to get back, guys. They're like, what? And I'm like, yeah, I need to go prepare a servant for tomorrow morning because poor Joey is- Got tummy ache again. You had the flu. Yeah. It takes a lot for Joe not to show up on a Sunday when he's scheduled to preach. Yeah. Yeah. So, so here's the thing. What we do at Redeemer to help overcome- the uh, the insecurity or the hesitancy that comes with preaching Christmas sermons is um, we look at ways to highlight mm -hmm. scripture, truths, theology, and implications that are connected to the coming of Christ that people might typically miss. And this year, Jimmy, how did we arrange the series? So we called it, uh, you know, Advent, uh, the Savior you need, right? Um, and focused on... Uh, Jesus is Jesus uh, fulfilling his roles as prophet, priest, king. Mm, yeah. And ending with, you know, Jesus is Lord. Great. And Brian, of course, always designs awesome graphics for us. Mm -hmm. I love this Christmas mm -hmm. Advent graphic. It looks so good. So what I loved about our series is because we, we you know, the, the main theme of the savior you need. Right. And how as Jesus fulfills these, the, these offices. Right. Uh, this is who Jesus is and why he has come, the person and work of Jesus Christ. So you still get this uh, this proclamation of the gospel mm -hmm. in each of those, of course, in yeah. each of those uh, messages and uh, edification and a challenge and encouragement for your people. Right. And it's it's about bringing us back to the real Jesus. Yeah. Because you don't need a Jesus of your own imagination. You don't need the Jesus uh, that exists in the mind of popular culture or even in the mind of popular evangelicalism. Those Jesus are rather weak and lame. Yeah. Um, you know, we're we're looking for the the risen Christ who is our prophet, priest, and king, and who is Lord over all. So when we're talking about 
um, Jesus as prophet. Yeah. Right. Um, what does it mean that Jesus occupies this role of office? And the passage that we typically go to. Yeah, is Hebrews 1, yeah. verses 1 to 2. And it says, long ago, at many times and in many ways, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son, whom he appointed the heir of all things, through whom also he created the world. So there, you know, you got this, you got this, hey, at many times and in many ways, in diverse ways, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets. So how God spoke, uh, uh, what the way I, I did this sermon, so the way I kind of focus on uh, God speaks before the sun's coming, and then God speaks through the sun's coming. Mm -hmm. uh, and I really wanted to hit the point that the voice of God is most clearly heard in the revelation of Jesus, right? right. And so there we want that to be our focus point when we're talking about you want to know who God is, you want to hear from God, uh, look to Jesus. You want to, you, you want to uh, grow closer to him, look to Jesus, right? Um, and I mean, for me, as, as I was uh, preparing for this, it was extremely comforting for me and encouraging the aspect that the truth that God actually speaks, yeah. right? And we're not left alone. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times, especially in this season, there's, there's a sense of isolation. Uh, people are, are alone. They're sequestered in their homes. Um, and, and they're going through a tough time. Some people have lost jobs. Yeah. Some people have lost family. Mm -hmm. Some people have wondered, God, where are you in the midst of this? Well, you want to hear from God, look to Jesus. And we need a prophet, right? It's not just that, that God speaks. Like we need him to speak because without it, we just don't know. We're ignorant. We're, you know, we, we need a priest to um, not only teach us what is right, but to call us to repent of our sins and to yeah. hold out the, uh, the good news of salvation for all who will believe. I mean, I think that idea is 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 fundamental to that of a prophet, right? A prophet uh, heralds and proclaims, and and Jesus obviously did that. And so we want to point people to that. Mm -hmm. That uh, if you're not hearing from God, maybe there is, like you said, that unrepentant sin. For some people, there's that laziness, right? Mm -hmm. uh, they've grown up in the church, they've heard these things. Um, it's become almost second nature to them. Uh, and so instead of looking to Jesus, instead of going to his word and spending time in his word, mm -hmm. um, and so that that's the challenge. That's the, that's the, hey, don't take this for granted, right? And don't go to the wrong sources. Right. Don't go to uh, culture to tell you, you know, what's going on in, in popular culture. Or that uh, book, Jesus Calling. Or that book, Jesus Calling, right? Uh, go to, uh, go to God, go to his word, right? Now, one of the things that you you said was, you know, maybe you're not hearing God speak. <clears throat> and so, like, let's let's clarify that for for people that might have some questions. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. So dreams, visions, tongues. I'm going to get MacArthur. He's going to get his little uh, nanobots <laughs> flying over here. Um, so let's be really clear. Mm -hmm. Where can we hear the voice of God? Yeah. First and foremost, God's word. Okay. Yeah, going to so scripture. So secondarily, where can we hear God's word? You say first and foremost. So then secondary, is there a secondarily, yeah. secondary way? Yeah, you know what? what? Through God's people. Okay. Fellowship as as they are sharing the word of God with you, as they are uh, encouraging you, as they are convicting you of your sin, as they are pointing you to Christ uh, in uh, and, and sharing God's word with you. So yeah, because I, I think a lot of times people look at scripture and say, it's just me and this, mm -hmm. right? It's just me and God's word. I don't need other people to speak into my life. Well, yes, you do. God uses them uh, 
to encourage and, and, and uh, to convict you of right. your sin. It's always God's word. Yep. But it's going to come from maybe your inductive Bible study. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, maybe from a brother or a sister who's just going to remind you of a truth that you haven't been thinking about. Yeah. And so I think that's a really good word, right? Because we God has spoken. It's in his word. But yeah. to hear his voice, you have to listen to it preached, yep. taught, and that's, read. That's it. Preached, right? Mm -hmm. I think it's easy for people uh, to listen. I know some people are not gathering on Sundays. And I'm not here to bind your conscience about that, right? But... <laughs> but i think there are some of you yes that some. some of you that have this has been a very convenient excuse mm. to not gather sure like and I'm, I, and I'm talking about individuals that that are on the fringe uh that are not really you know all gung-ho they're looking for reasons to just stay at home mm -hmm. uh it's a struggle for them to go on sundays anyways and so this is very convenient for you not to go because, oh, COVID, I can't go. Right. Well, again, if your conscience allows, right, and you don't actually have a, a, a conscience issue when it or, comes or to- Or a this, health issue. Or a health yep. issue. You should be there uh, gathered together with God's people sitting under, under the preaching of the word. Yeah, totally. Totally. And um, is it possible to- read God's word and to hear somebody share God's word, but still somehow not hear God in that. Yeah. Well, like, hold on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Not hear God or not hear God. Right. To not hear God. Yeah. Yeah. Because like there's a subjective element to actually, because the, the, the person that doesn't have faith doesn't receive the word of God. Exactly. Exactly. And sometimes even as believers, we're not receiving the word of God by faith. We're just kind of meh. Hmm, mm. Nice. Oh, another Christmas sermon. Awesome. <laughs> oh, thank you for sharing that word with me. So um, we, so Jimmy preached on uh, Jesus and in the office of, of prophet. And then I preached on Jesus in the office of priest. And so we, we went to the Old Testament to talk through about the, the, the priests and their roles uh, in the Old Testament that they um, essentially uh, – were the teachers, preachers, they offered sacrifices. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the, the, the priestly class uh, would stand in, in between a holy God and a sinful people, leading them in worship and offering these sacrifices, praying for them. And so in Hebrews 10, starting in verse 11, it says this, Every priest stands daily at his service, offering repeatedly the same sacrifices, which can never take away sins. But when Christ had offered for all time a single sacrifice for sins, he sat down at the right hand of God, waiting from that time until his enemies should be made a footstool for his feet. For by a single offering, he has perfected for all time those who are being sanctified. And so what I think is, is important for us to, to understand is that we need Jesus as a prophet mm -hmm. who will speak to us, who will preach to us, who will hold out the truth for us. But we also need a priest who will intercede for us, yeah. who has atoned for us, who draws near to us. And like any good priest would ideally do, would be able to understand and even sympathize with us because they understand our um burdens and and temptations mm -hmm. right so jesus 
And we read about this uh, throughout scripture that, that Jesus did in fact suffer temptations, but yet he was able to endure that, endure that without sin. So because he could sympathize with us and does sympathize with us, uh, he's able to know exactly how to help us because he, of course, is the only priest who never did sin. He makes perfect atonement. He prays for us and he knows us. So again, it's going back to this idea of, who is this baby in the manger? Mm. Who is this um, mm, Ricky Bobby Jesus that everybody Aww. likes so much? You took that from my... Well, never mind. Everyone's been using that one. What? I said that this last week. Yeah, because everybody uses it every ad. I know. You're that's not why I, original. No, okay, I Jimmy? know. I the know. The one time you were original a sermon, you you killed the whole audience with silence. They didn't, they didn't know what to do. What? When we were in... New Zealand, and you tried to start making those <laughs> those uh, those jokes about Lord of the Rings because they're a bunch of Kiwis. No, there was one they time like, I was. Mm. There was one time mm. in my intro though. Mm. Uh, uh, we're looking at the text, and I had to go from the uh, the end of the text mm -hmm. back up to the top, and I go, "We're going to Tarantino this." Yeah, that 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 did well, right? Yeah, you stole that from me. Okay. <gasps> so, anyways, wow, <laughs> wow. But I think when when we're looking at Jesus. And we see that he occupies the office of a prophet. You need a prophet. You also need a priest. And that's something that a lot of us don't like the idea. Like, well, I don't want a priest. Priests are gross. I don't trust them. And I'm clean enough is sort of how we tend to vibe mm -hmm, on this mm -hmm. idea. And when Jesus steps into the picture, we realize, no, I am unclean and I need to be cleansed and I can't do it myself. And I need Jesus as my priest to offer sacrifice, uh, to intercede for me, and then to help me walk in his ways. Jesus is the atoning sacrifice he is the yep. atoner yep. of our sins so we looked at jesus as prophet jesus as priest and jesus as king mm -hmm. right now i was looking at luke 1 31 to 33 uh and behold you will conceive in your womb and bear a son and you shall call his name jesus he will be great and will be called the son of the most high and the lord god will give him uh the throne of his father david and he will reign over the house of jacob forever and his kingdom there will be no end uh, and so looking at this, so even as, as Joe was uh, alluding to there, we do focus a lot on, on, um, baby Jesus, but this baby is King. Yeah. Right. Uh, and add, uh, really wanted to look at like, there's the promised King, right. Of the old Testament. And then the perfect King mm. of Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, uh, and how we really resist, especially as Americans, uh, we resist this idea of a monarchy. We resist this idea of a King, uh, because one, we're Americans and we're going to throw that T overboard. Uh, ain't no one going to rule us. We do our thing. We do our thing. Um, but that's because we've had unrighteous rulers, mm -hmm. right? We have people that are not fit and perfect and, and holy and just and they're corruptible. Uh, but Jesus is none of those things. But we still have this pride and we're uh, actually... Sorry, this is, we're talking now uh, on Monday. You're we're looking at the catechism and talking about that root yeah. of pride, that right, sin of right. that sin of pride, and that's because that pride positions us that we should be in authority. We should yeah. be the ultimate authority of our lives. Uh, that listen, Jesus, uh, you've got you you can reign over my religious life, but not my family life. Leave me alone. Not not. My work life. Give me some space. Not my social life. Back off. See, and that's so. Advent really then reveals our adversary that that pride within that exactly. that seeks to be king rather than uh, submitting to the ultimate authority of Jesus Christ as our perfect king.
we need a king. Need right? a king. What 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 does the good and perfect king do? But like kings protect. Yeah. They deliver. Yep. They provide. Yeah. Um, they offer they offer cool swag for their for their citizens. Oh, do they? Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean I, one of cool. the, one of the things I kind of pointed to was, um, what what is the function of a king? Well, we need to look at Adam, mm. right? We need to look at the first Adam who who does himself uh, operate as prophet, priest, and king, mm. right? Because uh, he's that archetype. He's the first Adam, second Adam uh, is Jesus, and you know, one he's called to secure the land, yeah, right. Uh, to to spread God's kingdom, so he uh, he also secures the lineage by being fruitful and multiply. But he also secures worship because mm-hmm. Adam was called to tend to the garden, this this type of temple, mm-hmm. right? And so as a king, uh, you know, protect the temple and and ensure the integrity of the temple and the festivals and the rituals uh, would be had, so that people would point and, and be reminded of their dependence of the sovereign God uh, over Israel. Yeah, I think that there is, um, uh, a, a, I agree with you. I think there's a general distrust in politicians, government, and certainly kings. Mm. Because we've we've pretty much only seen what bad kings can do because all rulers are still sinful and still sinners. Yeah. They're going to make mistakes. So to come to the place where we recognize I need a prophet. Yeah. Like, I want to be the one talking, but I need to be the one listening. I I need a priest, right? But well, I I I feel like I'm clean enough. I don't need any help, Mm -hmm. but you do. Mm -hmm. And um, we need a king. We want to be independent, do it by ourselves. Self starter, entrepreneur, whatever, TikTok influencer. What? I don't know. Is that you? Are you? No, I'm not on TikTok. You've made TikToks. Hold on, stop. You have made TikToks. Stop. No, don't. Everybody. No. Search on TikTok for Jimmy Fowler Mm -mm. because he has made TikToks. Stop it. Stop. Oh, Why are you doing that? Because you did. You, did. you know what? Follow me on Instagram. Don't follow me on TikTok. Oh, no. Follow Jimmy on. Um, That's like know, the only one I actually use. Is Instagram? Yeah. Yeah. Because you fail at TikTok. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I do. I can't do that dance. I keep trying to do that one dance, and yeah. I just can't do it. Yeah, because you're trying to do one from like a year ago. You got to do the new is that the Is that the, a yeah. year ago one? Renegade. Renegade. That's old. I didn't realize it was that old. All right. So we we need a king. Right, uh, because we need to be protected, provided for, ruled over, mm-hmm. all of that. Now, we, we we wrapped up the series with the idea that you know Jesus is Lord. When we say Jesus is Lord, we are saying He is Prophet, Priest, and King. He is all of this. Mm. He is the exalted God of the universe. And so, you know, there are a variety of passages that you know that we look at, but really, the big one is um, in Romans. And in, in Romans chapter uh, 10, we read in verse 9, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And in fact, you know, Paul uses this, this word Lord, curious uh, for Jesus in such a way that elevates him in his writing, because Jesus is already perfectly elevated, but in his writing, he's elevating Jesus to that place of deity. He is God, who is over all blessed, right? That's how Paul refers to him, um, that he is the exact imprint uh, of, of, of God's, we see God's nature in Jesus. Jesus is Lord, meaning that he is God, but it doesn't just mean that he is God in nature. To say that Jesus is Lord, to confess that Jesus is Lord, is to articulate fundamentally that he comes first, mm. that 
it's not Ricky Bobby's Jesus that he likes to pray to on occasion, right? To steal Jimmy's analogy. <laughs> uh, it, it's it's not baby Jesus because like we we love this sentimental picture of Jesus. We have like Dear that, Lord, baby Jesus. This precious moments Jesus, right? Who looks like <laughs> lying baby in a Yoda. It's like white baby Yoda. That's what that's what <gasps> precious moments Jesus is. Is white baby Yoda. First of all, I'm gonna I'm calling it now. Yeah, you just coined that white. White, white, white Yoda. White baby Yoda. White baby Yoda. You just coined that. (laughs) I've never heard that anywhere. Of course not. Why would anybody? Because he's not. He's green. Well done. Okay. Well, Jesus wasn't white either. Done. But the point. Precious moments. If you guys know those figures, no, no, I'm just telling you. White. I'm telling you. Well done. Okay. So, um, like everybody likes Baby Yoda because even in the Mandalorian, which is a really decent show, uh, despite the Muppets that are stupid, like Baby Yoda, they don't even try and make him look real. He looks like a puppet. He looks mm-hmm. like a Muppet. It is a goof. It is a joke and uh, whatever. I love Mandalorian. Uh, so, but when we think of Jesus as the baby, I'm like, oh, he's so he's sweet. So oh, he doesn't even cry. He doesn't <laughs> cry at night. No, no crying he makes. Uh, yeah, no. Jesus is Lord, y'all. Mm-hmm. Jesus, even even in this is why this is why they worshiped why the shepherds worshiped him it's why the 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 magi when they finally showed up a couple years later they were bowing down because Mm. this kid is the lord and so to say to confess that he is lord is to say he is first he is preeminent he is exalted and i am his subject and i pledge my allegiance to him he has my heart he has my all but specifically we're told here jimmy in uh, romans 10 9 that if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart, these two things go together, right? The articulation yeah. of our faith yep. that we hold in our heart, right? These two things go together. Um, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Mm. Believe in your heart God raised him from the dead. It's interesting that that's the thing. God raised him from the dead. Yeah. Why do you think, what do you think that might imply? What else do you have to believe if you're going to believe that God raised Jesus from the dead? Well, you have to believe that he died. You'd have to believe that he lived. Mm-hmm. Like the whole idea is that it isn't that like, oh, you just simply have to believe that uh, the person Jesus of Nazareth was somehow resurrected from the grave because that's not that big of a deal, to be honest. I mean, it's happened before. It's happened in the Old Testament. It happened in the New Testament a number of times, actually, if you're actually paying attention. Uh, it means that Jesus was raised in glory. It means that he lived a life of righteousness, fulfilling the law, that he died the death of substitution, atoning for our sins. And when God raised him from the dead, he raised him victorious over sin and death and hell itself that we might walk in that resurrection Mm. life. So we actually believe all of this. It is a confession of Christ with our mouth that reflects what is in our hearts, that Jesus is our only hope in life and in death. In other words, it is a shorthand saying like, oh, well, you believe that God raised him from the dead. You you believe that uh, the gospel that's what mm. you believe. That's what we herald. So to say that Jesus is Lord should wrap all of this up, right? Do you understand? If Jesus is Lord, then you will understand him increasingly as prophet. Yeah. Uh, if you don't understand him as prophet, he can't be Lord. Same for priest. Mm. Same for king. Mm. Merry Christmas, y'all. We're, we're, we're opening presents, hopefully. Hopefully you have some people that you can hang out with. Maybe you're just weathering the storm and getting through it and you hate the holidays. Doesn't matter. Because Jesus is Lord. I just want everyone to know right now. Mm. Joe hasn't preached the Lord's sermon yet, <laughs> but he was preaching right now. I had to fan him a little bit because yeah, he hot. was on fire. With my towel. He was on and fire. My picture towel. 
Bro, I'm looking forward to this Sunday. All right. I am looking forward uh, to this what? Sunday. I just, I shot it all now. It's oh gone. My gosh. Yeah. Oh, oh my no, gosh. No juice you, left. No, no. You need to re-listen to this. I'm going to send you the audio. I'm you got to make sure. play the podcast for everybody. They can just listen to it. This is a podcast. That was good. I'm looking forward to that. So make sure you guys go and listen to that sermon on Sunday. All of these are available. Especially this one, because that was good right there. Go to redeemerfellowship.org. You listen to all of our Advent sermons. Yep. Well, we'd love to hear your thoughts. You can follow us online on Instagram and Twitter at Doc and Devo or on Facebook slash Doctrine and Devotion. You can head to the website, DoctrineDevotion.com. There you can contact us. You can sign up for the email blast and hit the store, JoeFoStore.com, and grab some gear. Fresh pot every Monday and Thursday. Over on the website, we got some blogs and video content. Later. Later.